really was kind of trying to figure out, really praying pretty hard this week. We took Monday off after working working all weekend. Many of you were here with us doing the uh, marriage conference and then the picnic. And if y'all know me at all, I'm an excessive planner. And I've had a reminder, if y'all have reminders on your phone, I've had a reminder on my phone for a month telling me, think ahead for Wednesday, think ahead for Wednesday. And I just couldn't get anything. I don't know if you've ever gotten to that point. Sometimes you're asking, you're asking, you're asking, and you just get nothing. I think God's kind of playing with me a little bit because he knows what a planner I am. And sometimes I think he's just saying, I just want you to trust me. And uh, something kind of triggered me with... uh, the marriage conference, um, and it leads me to Colossians chapter 1. So if you got your Bibles out, let's turn to Colossians chapter 1. And I don't know that this is going to be a series. This may just be for tonight. Uh, but beginning your walk, um, I think it's relevant for many reasons. Maybe you're just giving your heart back to God. Maybe you're giving your heart to God for the first time. Maybe you came to the marriage conference and you really want to start anew. Maybe you're doing something new in your job. Maybe you're uh, doing something new with your kids. Um, Maybe you're just at a new phase in your life. I'd say for most of us, we have something new in our, in, in our, uh, in front of us. Beginning your walk, it says in Colossians chapter 1, verse 9, it says, I hope you can, yeah, you can read that. For this reason, and this is New King James, for this reason we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Verse 10, that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might according to his glorious power for all patience and long suffering with joy. Now that's just getting started, but how I would love to have somebody praying that for me. Paul's praying that for his people. I want to encourage you that if you ever read a great prayer, write it down and start praying it over your kids, over your family. Get, get moving in God's Word in your prayer life. I don't know if you know the prayer of Jabez, but that you would bless me indeed, O Lord, and enlarge my territory, and that your hand would be with me, and that you would keep my heart from evil. What a great prayer. And the fervent prayer of the righteous man availeth much. And here's Paul praying. But, but what, I want, what, I, what really jumped out at me uh, yesterday and today, if we can, we're just going to stay right here. We're not going to go any further than this scripture. I'm going to add one other scripture in a minute, but it won't be from Colossians. Hasn't ceased to pray for you to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will and wisdom and spiritual understanding. That you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing Him, being fruitful in every good work and increasing the knowledge of God. It's really verse 10. And what jumped off the page to me is what I believe is the key to these couple verses right here is that we walk worthy. Now, I didn't go looking for it. I don't know, I don't know why that has jumped off the page to, for, to me today, but to walk worthy. 
worthy. And if you've been hearing me preach for the last eight years, I am very big on it's great to hear a good message, it's good to hear the word, but then you got to move. We've got to do, we've got to sow, we've got to go out here and evangelize, we've got to get the word out, we've got to cast our, our, uh, uh, cast our rod, cast our bait in order to catch a fish. I've never caught a fish when I didn't get my, my line in the water. You can hold it there and pray, Lord, let the fish jump up there and bite that hook. Or here's my, here's my uh, net, jump. Jump into my net. No, God says fish. I'm going to teach you how to fish. But you got to fish. That you walk worthy. What is worthy in this statement? That we do what? Worthily, if that's a word. Is that a word? This tonight. That we walk. Can everybody say walk? Who does the walking? We have to walk. It's not saying, it's not saying uh, that you may walk perfectly. It doesn't say that we've got to walk perfectly. I'm thankful, but to walk worthy. Walk worthy. What does worthy mean? I looked at a a thesaurus today and listened to the words for worthy. Virtuous, righteous, good, moral, ethical, upright, upstanding, high-minded, principled, exemplary, law-abiding, irreproachable, blameless, guiltless, unimpeachable, honest, honorable, reputable, decent, respectable, noble. I don't know that word. Pure, saintly. Angelic, squeaky clean. Now, that is according to the world. That's Merriam-Webster. That's their way of looking at that word. But then when we step under the authority of Scripture, when we step into the church and into His kingdom, what is this worthy based on? It's not based on the world, even though those traits will go along with it. You know, the Lord has put us in this world. So we can't ignore that definition, but worthy. Based on what? Worthy of what? Worthy. My light's not working. Worthy. Can you see the light at all? Of the Lord. Worthy of the Lord. Worthy in His eyes that we walk worthy of God. Worthy of the kingdom, worthy of God's kingdom, worthy of God's way and God's will. Now I want to encourage you just a minute. It's your walk. It's not your spouse's walk. It's not your friend's walk. It's your walk. You have to do the walking. And you know what? It's a walk where you are. Right where you are and how capable you are of walking. Not a seasoned veteran walker, not an Olympic athlete walker. That's not the measure that he's going to use here. But right where you are. God requires you to walk where you are, not where you wish you were, not where you think you should be. You know what, that, all that becomes is condemnation. And, and it, what it does, it pushes you down to keep you from making that first step. 
Why even start? I can never do it. That's Satan stopping you from walking. And again, the Lord doesn't say walk perfectly, but to walk worthy. And it's your walk. You know, when you start exercising and lifting weights, you don't start with 250 pounds on the bar and go bench press 250 pounds. Now, some of you may, but I don't. Yeah, you're lucky if you can get the bar up. (laughs) Dude, that ain't nothing. That is right where that comes from. That, was, that would have led right into that. And man, I started. And anyway, I'm not, anyway, we'll let that go. But you've got to start where you are. It doesn't matter what your workout buddy is able to do. Because he may could bench 250 pounds. Well, if I've got to start there, I'm not going to start. Because I can't do it. The Lord says, that's not who I'm measuring you. I'm measuring you. You walk. You give me what you have to offer, the Lord would say. What do you have? That's what I ask. No more. You don't have to give more than what I've already blessed you with. But you know when you start exercising, what do you do? You go out and you get the shoes, you get the socks, you get the shorts, you get the cute shirt, you get the things on your head, you get the little bands that make you think you're, whatever those things do, not have arthritis or whatever, and the necklaces. Baseball players wear these necklaces to give them whatever. You know, it's, what was that commercial from the 80s or 90s? It's, it's the shoes. It'll make you jump like Michael Jordan. Well, that never worked for me. And I tried a bunch of different kinds of shoes, and as a child, you'd put them on and think, yeah, I'm going to jump out of the roof. This is awesome. And then you realize, it's still my legs. It's still me. But what else do you do when you're going to start walking, when you're going to start exercising? You go get a treadmill. You go get an exercise bike. You go get a great bike. You get excited. You get the water bottle. You get the little uh, iPod. You put the TV in front of you with the scenery in front of you so it looks like you're walking through scenery. We're great at getting stuff. But the funny thing is you don't need any of it. You just need to get up and walk. And keep walking. Let me encourage you, right where you are, you may think it's not worth starting. I'm so far behind my neighbor. I'm so far behind this other person. If I go to this Bible study, I'm going to look like a fool because I don't know anything. Well, can I encourage you? Neither does the other person. The last thing I'm going to do is start quoting scriptures with you. I don't like to even be around my mother because she knows where every scripture is and can quote them all. I can't quote any of them. Instead of looking in my Bible, I just say, where was this one? Oh, yeah. Okay. So I don't get in a Bible scripture finding she's the queen of Bible drill. Not me. Even though I try. But you know what? I'm getting better. Why? Because I'm in the Word. But you got to start. Satan tries to keep you from going to a small group, trying to keep you from going to this couple's thing, trying to keep you going to this women's thing because of this marriage thing, maybe because you're single or maybe because you're struggling in your marriage and don't want to share. You know what Satan's saying? Yeah, that's right. You shouldn't share. You ought to keep your mouth shut. You're just going to embarrass yourself. They're all going to be a bunch of people that have perfect marriages. Sorry, I don't know that person. 
you got to walk. You've been questioning today. You've been questioning today. The, the answer is yes. Move. Go. Try. Walk. You know, when your child, if, you, if any of you have, had, have children, do you remember when they first started walking? Did you expect them to be an expert walker? No, you were just, you couldn't wait for that one little step and then them just crash and you just, whoo, that was awesome. And the child's laying there like, okay, I'll try that again. I didn't really like that very much, but I want to do it. I see everybody else walking around on two legs. Let's try it again. And they make it two steps. What do the parents do? (laughs) Yeah, man, you are so good. That is awesome. I just love you. Let's go get a popsicle. That's what God does when you take one step. I think all of heaven just throws a party. Man, did you see Paul? He just took one step. We went to uh, California and went to a church that completely took us out of our box. And I will be honest with you, I did not want to walk. I'm like, no, this is way out of my comfort zone. I don't want to do this. But this group was smart enough to split me and my wife up because I think if I would have been with my wife, I'd have talked her out of doing it. But they split us up. Now I'm with a bunch of strangers. And I'm like, I'm a pastor. I I guess I got to do it. So I stepped out. And I walked. I didn't get the result I was looking for. But I obeyed. It's God's problem. You're, 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 it's, it, the results are on you, God. My, my part is obedience. All I got to do is walk. Let me keep going. God wants you where you are, not where you hope you would have been, not where your friend is, not where your spouse is, where you are. His grace is sufficient for you. His grace is sufficient, which means you can have a successful start now. But you got to start. So, what kind of walk? What kind? A worthy walk. What does that mean? What does that mean to have a walk worthy of the Lord? Worthy of the kingdom? Worthy of the king? It means a walk not according to your will but his will. Not a walk according to your will, but his will. It means that we, in order to have a walk according to his will, what do we need to know? His will. It's okay. Y'all can take a step. I won't make fun of you. I, won't, I, I once had an instructor once ask me a question in front of two or three different people, and it was a, kind of an obvious question. Um, it, it wasn't obvious, but it was obvious, and it was actually a biblical question, just saying, how important do you, do you see that tithing is? Is it a big deal or is it not a big deal? Is it a meaty thing or is it not? In my life, it's a huge deal. Giving's a huge deal. But this person on the other side of the desk said no. It's not one of the weightier matters. It's this. And I just sat there and thought, I'll never answer again. You just set me up. I didn't like the way that made me feel. Now, let me tell you, I won't do that to you. You give an answer, I'm going to encourage you. So answer. 
So, whose will? God's will. How can we know God's will? We've had, in order to walk worthy of the Lord, we have to know what the Lord wants. So, how do we do that? We read His Word. We have to know God. If I'm going to have a walk worthy of God, I have to know God. It means that we have to know Christ in order to have a a walk worthy of Christ, which means we have to spend time in the Word. It means we have to spend time with the Holy Spirit. It means that we have to spend time in the church. We have to spend time in Christ. And then walk according to what we've just learned. We have to walk according to what we've been taught, what we've been hearing, according to the kingdom of God, not the world. We are used to walking according to the world. We have to break that mold and walk according to God. And you know what's great? It is at a pace that you can maintain. Have you ever gone to the YMCA or to an exercise place and ran next to someone? I ran next to this running Nazi that had his... Had the, had, the, had the incline on whatever, 30, it wasn't 30, but a lot, and running like 10 miles an hour. So what do I do? I turn mine to 10 and run mine up. And, you, know, I, you ladies may not do that, but us guys do. We're not going to be one-upped at all. So I about killed over right there in, in the YMCA, and it was probably my first time working out, and it was my last. But God's saying, you don't have to run at that person's pace. You run at your pace. Your pace. You have a pace that you have to start. Not an Olympic athlete pace. Your pace. So you'd ask, how do I start? Well, I'm glad you asked. You have to walk. You have to be intentional. You have to get up in the morning and say, I'm going to walk today. Do any of you walk every day? Man, that's terrible. Any of you exercise every day? Man, that's even worse. Way to go. Yay. We just came to this marriage conference, and we were just given a lot of encouragement, a lot of knowledge, a lot of tools, a lot of friends, a lot of knowledge. Um, we just went through uh, a year ago, or not quite a year ago, Dave Ramsey and all his principles. We were given the booklet. We were given the book. We were given instruction from Dave himself. We were given printouts, PDFs, all different ways of being able to be successful. Here over the last two or three months, I've given you the Beatitudes. I've given you the Sermon on the Mount. I've given you the Word over and over and over with basic instruction for successful living. Basic instruction. Not something that you can't understand nor that you can't do, but things that you can do. You know, we've been given the ingredients, and if you can imagine a recipe, and I wanted to put a piece of cheesecake or lasagna up there, but I couldn't find anything that looked good enough, and I was afraid some of y'all might come hungry, so I wasn't going to torture you. 
But if you can imagine, you have the recipe, and in the cupboard you have everything that's needed for that recipe, plus you have all the, you have the right oven, you have the right mixers, you have the microwave, you have whatever it is that you need, you have the spatulas, you have the whisks, you have the bowls, and you have the uh, 9 by 13 dish to be able to put it in, and you have the Pam or the butter, you have it all. You're not lacking anything. And you have the recipe, you have the instruction for making it. And you have a picture of what it looks like. And it looks good. And your mouth waters. And you think that would be awesome. Not only would it be awesome to eat, but it would be awesome to make. The reward of making that. One of, the, one of the neatest rewards I ever had, I not ever had, but one, of my, one reward I can remember is when I killed my first deer and we ate it. I'm like, mm, I'm a man, I did that, look at that. Hey, honey, did you know I killed that? I, I did that. I gutted it. I did. I didn't drink the blood. I don't know what idiot would do that. But I did. I gutted it. I drug it out and I took it to the slaughterhouse and paid them money and they chopped it up for me and there it is. But I did that. We have the ingredients but we don't bake the cake. And then we fuss at God that our cake didn't show up. But I like cake, God. I know you like cake. I like cake too. But I've given you the instructions. I've given you the provision. I've given you the way out. I've given you the way to a great marriage. We take this stuff at the marriage conference and then we leave it on the shelf and we never use it. You know what it becomes? It's just words on a page. But when we do those principles, let me tell you, I am a, Elizabeth and I are a product of Dave Ramsey's financial success. Our our pay hasn't increased, but our money has increased. I don't know that you can explain that. We've just become good stewards over it. We've started applying um, love and respect to our marriage, and we've been, been applying the five love languages to our marriage. What are we doing? We are working at our marriage. So what's our marriage doing? It's improving. Now, I can read all the books. I can, do all the, I can, I can, I can have all this information, but until I apply it, You download apps on your phone, but if you never install them, if you never use them, if it just sits there as a blip on your screen, but you never hit it, you never gain the benefit of that. You've got to walk and walk worthy, and you've got to get in the Word. And you know what happens when you make a recipe, especially me? I make a mess. And I got stuff I got to clean up. That's the thing I hate the worst is the stuff to clean up after. I can't stand it. In fact, I'll clean as I'm going. And Elizabeth's like, would you stop? Just finish the recipe. Then we'll clean up after. I'm like, no, I can't. i got to clean this up. I just did this. I'm going to wash that real quick. And I drive her crazy. But you know what happens. You make mistakes. But you make it. You make the cake. The first time it may not be edible. But the next time it will be. You'll learn from your mistakes. You'll be around somebody that says, oh, I know what you did. You left out the baking powder. One time I made biscuits without self-rising flour. I used regular flour on this recipe. So I pulled out the biscuits and I'm like, Ugh. 
that's not right. So I threw them away and quickly made more so Elizabeth didn't see that I made the flat biscuits. And I did it. She didn't know it. I told her afterwards. Well, guys have a pride thing, I guess. But I, I didn't let it get me down. I went and did it again. I learned from my mistake. You make a mistake in marriage, you don't quit marriage. You, you correct it. I'm preaching a good sermon. I don't know what y'all are listening to, but it's good. You know what happens when you start baking a cake? You know what happens when you start walking and you start trying to walk worthy of God? It gives God the opportunity to move supernaturally in your life. When you put God's word to work, God is watching over you to see who will use his word, who will speak his word, who will do his word so that he can follow up and fulfill it. But if I don't bake the cake, if I don't walk, there's nothing to fulfill. In the word. I sow the seed. I go to the store and I get corn seed. And I can take that corn and I can pray over it and leave it in the pouch all day long. But until I sow it, the miracle of life doesn't happen. I've got to sow it. Then I pray for it to grow. I've got to sow it. And then let the miracle of life that God brings bring life to that seed. We've got to get in the Word. We've got to get in the church. We've got to get plugged in some way. Make an effort to plug in. When it just comes to the church, small groups, men's group, women's group, love and respect groups, children's ministry, worship, sound and video, ushers, greeters, youth, events, through the week with the staff, prayer, college, Bible study, your quiet time, setting your heart to walk, and then you walk. James 1.22 tells us not to just be hearers, but be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourself. You are deceiving yourself if you're just a hearer. If anyone he- hears the word and not a doer, he's like a man observing his natural face in the mirror. For he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it. What does that mean? My translation, walks in it. Takes the word and walks it out. And is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work. This one will be blessed in what he does. I think that that takes that even outside of the realm of just the the blessing that we see from doing the Word. I think that it also starts to apply to what we are capable of doing with our hands. I think it starts to apply to our job, that the things that I do gets blessed. That's what it says, I am blessed in what I do. There is a benefit to walking. Our output, our production, what you produce will be blessed. And I, I'm out of time. Man, I, I, if, if you'll continue reading uh, Colossians chapter 1, verse 9 and following, now you're going to see what it produces. And it's good. 
It doesn't just say to walk worthy. It says to walk worthy and then you're going to start to produce. Why? Because all of a sudden when you do God's word, God kicks in supernaturally. He has to. He has promised. He has given us a promise through his word. And God is faithful. This message that I'm giving you, I want you to know, try God and prove him to be faithful. Because he will always be proven faithful. Always. He can't be proven unfaithful. He can't. The problem is, we get to that starting point and we don't take the first step. And the Lord's saying, just start where you are. Just start where you are. That's where we're going to be for the next few weeks, looking at how to walk a worthy walk. How to have a marriage, come out of a marriage conference and walk. That's why these two groups are starting, is to help start the process. We just came to a conference. How many of you have come to a conference and not been changed at all? I've done it. And it was a good message. But I came home and didn't change anything. I thought if I just went to the conference, something would just be plugged into me and I would just start doing everything correctly. Nope, I had to walk. I had to change. I was given a new recipe and I needed to change the ingredients. You guys pray with me. Father, in Jesus' name, we just ask that, I just ask, that, Lord, that this scripture would come alive in our hearts, that, that we would desire to walk worthy of the Lord. And, Lord, the only way that I can do that is by being in your word, by being in your spirit, by being in your church. It's the only way I can know what your way is. Is by reading your word, is by hearing your Holy Spirit, and by being around other Christians that have testimony. It's what we've walked through and the blood of the Lamb. It's our testimony, the word of our testimony, and the blood of the Lamb that we overcome Satan. Lord, help us to be encouraged tonight to just start, to start walking. To start seeking to do the right things in our marriage, in our jobs, with our children, in our church. Lord, I just thank you for our church. I thank you for this body. And I just pray that we would walk worthy of you, Lord. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank you all for coming. You guys have a great week. We'll see you Sunday morning.